Welcome to the Life Unmasked podcast, where we talk about all things dating, relationship, and everyday life issues. Welcome back to another episode. First, I would like to say thank you to everyone who listened and supported me on my last episode where I talked about breaking up with my insecurities. The love and support I have received has been so overwhelming from the different messages I received to the amount of listeners. I don't think I was fully prepared for the amount of support that actually came in. There isn't enough words for me to even begin to express how thankful I am for each and every single one of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It honestly means a lot to me. And if this is your first time listening, I want to encourage you to go listen to that episode because it actually is kind of the perfect segue into what I'm going to be sharing this week. I had a few other episodes planned, but I decided to put them on hold because I've been feeling like I actually need to be even a little bit more vulnerable and actually share my story having been in an abusive relationship. Now, if you have listened to my very first episode where I shared a little snippet of my my life which by the way that episode still it gives me cringe every time I think about it I don't even go to listen to it I <laughs> I've been toying back and forth with do I get rid of it do I keep it and I've decided to keep it um but I I wanted to share more in detail And not the pretty snippet version of my life. Um, I usually come into these podcasts having a whole lot prepared. I have notes upon notes upon notes that I read from, that I study. And I very easily could have done that with this episode. But I actually decided not to because... Even though this might not be pretty and polished, my life hasn't been pretty and polished. It is very raw and vulnerable, and at times it's often really hard to hear. I've gone through a whole lot of growing and understanding along the way of why people respond sometimes to my story the way that they do, and And it's because a lot of times people don't understand the amount of pain that I have have gone through. And that's okay. I'm not expecting everyone to understand. But in this, I'm going to give a trigger warning. There are going to be some things that I talk about today that are going to be incredibly hard to hear. There are going to be details that might end up triggering you. Um. I'm not going to go into the full depth. I'm not going to talk about um, one of the really big things that happened along the way. I'm going to talk about that in the future. Um, 
but I just wanted to give that disclaimer now. I also fully understand that if you start to listen to this and you need to put it on pause to take a breather, that's okay. If you find yourself crying, that's okay. If you end up not being able to even listen to the episode, that is also okay. Because, as I said, the things I'm going to be talking about today are going to be really hard to hear. And if you're someone who's very sensitive, who has a big heart, this could be really painful. But I feel like because of some of the events that have happened over the last week, I think it's it's finally time for me to share. So I actually ended up not posting an episode last week. I had one prepared, but a couple of days prior, I was asked to do an interview for um, an organization called Stop Modern Day Slavery. And I knew that it was probably going to take a little bit out of me. And I wanted to make sure that I was fully focused and ready for that interview when it came But I also knew that I was going to need to take some time afterwards and just focus on me and make sure that I'm good and take care of my mental health. I am all about emotional and mental health. Um, And sometimes when you share your story, it can take a lot out of you, especially when you're sharing your story on a much larger platform than your couple of hundred that you might share with every once in a while. And so that's what I decided to do. I took last week off to really focus on the interview and then spend some time to focus on me and my needs and what I needed. And I practiced self-love and self-care last week. So um, that is why I ended up not posting last week. But me sharing my story with Stop Modern Day Slavery is actually kind of what propelled me into talking about my abusive relationship in this week's episode. I was barely 14, I hadn't even turned 14, when I met my now ex-boyfriend. He was 18 at the time, and I know looking back and who I am now, in no circumstance would I ever say that that's okay. But at the time... Having been a product of a single parent who was working two jobs to support us to make ends meet while also having her own love life and dating my now stepdad who lived a state away, that took a toll on me and having only lived in this new city for a year, I didn't have a lot of friends. I had been taken away from the life that I had known before, the comfort of my grandparents' home, into this new city where I felt like a very small person. I was 14, having to learn how to take care of myself because my mom was working two jobs, and so... I was doing all the cooking, all the cleaning, and I I didn't have the love and support that I needed. So when this guy came along 
and he was interested and he was a little bit older and he was giving me attention, I clung to that. I just wanted someone to love me. I wanted someone to see me and someone to be there for me. And I and I think that's true for everyone. Like, I'm going to put that as a broad statement. I think everybody goes through a time in their life where they just want to be loved and accepted and seen and someone to actually choose them. And I, I remember saying this a lot um, going through my teens, being like, I I ended up in a relationship with him because I I just wanted someone to choose me, to pick me, to love me. And I know that's very sounds very cliche to say, but it's true. It was what my heart needed at the tender age of 14. You know, I was still I was still technically a kid. I didn't feel like a kid, but I was. And so when I let him choose me, I didn't understand the full ramifications that were going to come along the way. We started dating. Everything seemed great. He was so attentive. He paid me so many compliments at the start of our relationship, and I felt like I had it made. But it was about a month in when things started to change for us. I met him and a bunch of his friends the one day and I had put myself together I had put on this top that prior he said that he really liked on me and when I got to the meeting place he ended up calling me a slut for wearing that outfit and I got so mad and I raised my voice at him and I went to go walk away and we ended up getting into this huge fight which resulted in him hitting me across the face. I I didn't know what to do. I was so mixed with emotions. There was a part of me that was like, no, this is completely wrong. But the other part of me was kind of justifying it and being like, well, maybe he didn't mean to. And I think, too, that came from watching my mom being in relationships, abusive relationships, growing up as well. And so I somehow justified that action with thinking it was normal. So I kind of went back and forth, toyed with my emotions and my feelings. I went home that night. I was really upset thinking this was it, our relationship was over. And the next day he shows up at my house with flowers and he's crying, saying he never meant to hurt me and how bad he feels for what he did. And then he ended up saying the three words that I had been longing to hear. And it could anybody could have said them, but I was so craving I was so craving love and affection that the moment he said, I love you, it sucked me right back into that relationship and there was no getting out after that. So we made up, everything was great for a little bit and then we got into another argument, he ended up hitting me again. But by this time, 
I was so focused on the fact that he loved me. And this time was different. When he hit me, he said he was hitting me because he loved me and he wanted me to be the best that I could be. And I, again, I justified it. I allowed it and I said it was okay, even though it was so incredibly painful. After that, the abuse kept getting worse. I ended up being separated from my friends. He would tell me who I could and could not talk to. He made it a point every day before school, he would come over and he would pick out my clothes. He would watch me as I would shower to make sure that I was showering properly. He would tell me what I could and could not eat. My weight during that time fluctuated so much because I was either too fat or too skinny. I was never, my body was never perfect enough for him. At one point in our relationship, I remember we walked into my house and he had me stripped down to my bra and underwear. He had me stand in front of my full length mirror and he took a black marker and he went over all the parts of my body that he felt like I needed to change. And at the end, there wasn't one part of me that didn't have a black marker on my face or on my body. I was completely covered. And I think that was the moment when I really, truly started to hate my body. I I started thinking, well, when I'm finally old enough, then I can get all this plastic surgery to change everything because he doesn't think I'm pretty enough. And if he doesn't think I'm pretty enough, that means that I'm actually not. I remember one time he got so mad at me that he ended up throwing me up against that mirror and the mirror broke against my back and I had glass shards in my back and his words to me were well if I just listened to him he wouldn't have had to do that I still have some of those scars today I have a lot of scars today not just emotional and mental scars but I have physical scars on my body from him. It was not too long into our relationship the first time he raped me. My mom had gone away for the weekend to see my stepdad. And he had decided that he was going to spend the weekend with me. The first time he raped me, he pinned me down, and it was so incredibly painful. And he ended up hitting me in the process, and um, and I was crying, and he kept telling me to stop. He said that he would keep hitting me the more I cried. And it was after that I started to train myself that when he would rape me not to cry because I didn't want to be hit. So after the first time, 
looking down at the bed and seeing all the blood that was on my bed. I felt so violated. But yet, at the same time, I had justified it because we were in love, right? You have sex with the people that you're in love with. And he had convinced me that I wanted it. He was like, I know that you think that I raped you or I took advantage. He was like, but you wanted it. He's like, girls always want it. And that became a common occurrence. I started to recognize and hear the tone in his voice or the look in his eyes every time it was expected for us to have sex. I knew that what it meant was I would go into my room, I'd have to strip down and assume the position, which meant that I would end up having to be tied down with my hands or my legs. Most of the time it was both. This way, I wouldn't fight him, that I could just let him do whatever. And this was a pretty common occurrence. The one time we ended up in a huge argument, he ended up beating me pretty bad because I had to go to the bathroom beforehand. And so when he got into my room and I wasn't ready for him because I had to go to the bathroom, he ended up beating me because he didn't give me permission to go to the bathroom. So from that moment on, he started making me ask permission to go to the bathroom. And then he would watch me as I would go to make sure that I was wiping myself properly and that I was actually doing what I was asking him to do. My whole life at the age of 14 was consumed by the abuse of this guy. There was one time he took a knife and put it through the flesh of my skin to trap me down and pin me down to the bed so I wouldn't move. He would force me to watch him have sex with other girls because he thought that it would train me on how to actually please him. And he would make it a point all the time to tell me how horrible I was at sex. During that time, I became really good at putting on makeup to cover up the bruises that he would have on my face. I actually started to become obsessed with makeup during that time because I kept thinking, well, maybe if I put a little bit more makeup on today, he'll think I'm beautiful and he won't hit me. But that was never the case. Most of the time, if I put on a little bit more makeup, he would call me names and he would end up hitting me anyways. I remember the one time I was walking home from school. I had waited around for him and he didn't show. And so I started walking home from school. 
and he ended up tracking me down and he found me and he pushed me down into the bushes and he ended up raping me there on the side of the street Right before I had turned 15, I I found out I was pregnant. And I had gone to Planned Parenthood to get a test because it was free. And I didn't want to tell my mom what was happening. And I knew that if I were to go to our actual doctors, they would have to tell my mom And so I went down to Planned Parenthood, and at the time, I, when I found out that I I was pregnant, they told me my best solution was getting an abortion, which wasn't an option for me. Abortion was, has never and will never be an option for me, but I was also scared because during our relationship he had trafficked me and was forcing me to have sex with other guys and so I didn't know whose baby it was it was during that time um my mom had gotten engaged and um When I told her, when it came time for me to tell her, which I knew I needed to, her words to me were, great, he's not going to want to marry me now. And don't get me wrong, my mom didn't know what was going on. I had just told her that I had been raped because I didn't know how to tell her about the abuse that I was going through and that he was making me have sex with all these guys. I didn't know how else to tell her other than I had been raped. But to hear my mom's response, that made me think, well, I can't cause my mom to be, or I can't give my mom another, have it be, I'd be another reason why she doesn't get married. And I think I started internalizing even then that, I was the reason my mom had struggled so much in relation with her own relationships growing up because it was hard to date as a single parent. And so here's this guy who was wanting to marry her, and I didn't want to take that away from her. So I did the only thing I could think. I told him, I told my boyfriend that I was pregnant because I knew that he would beat me. And even though I didn't have an abortion, in a way it still feels like that. So here I was, this 14-year-old girl, laying on the bathroom floor as I miscarried. And I was all by myself. And that's something I still have to process today. It's something that I still live with today. 
I remember laying on the bathroom floor as my body cramped and I bled out. There was no one around me. There was no one to hold me. And I I knew in that moment that I had to say goodbye. Not to this innocent child that I was carrying, but the, the innocent child that I was. I had to say goodbye to myself that day. There was an incident that ended up happening when I was 15. It was my sophomore year of high school, and um, he ended up beating me and pushing me down a flight of stairs. And this is what actually ended up getting me out of the situation. I ended up having to go to the hospital, and it was after that that things changed for me. I could no longer see him and it was the hardest thing letting it, him go because there was still that attachment there thinking he's the only guy who's ever going to love me but it was also the best thing that's ever happened because even though I had to start my own healing journey and walking through what that healing process looked like, I let go of the thing, the person who could have ended up killing me. His intent that day when he hurt me was to kill me. He said it. I've heard him say it. His intent was to kill me. And I fully believe had someone not stepped in, he fully would have. Now, I know some of this was probably really hard to hear. And I don't know if any of you have gone through abuse or if you have been in situations like this, but I want to say that if you have, or if you are currently in one, I want to be there. You can reach out. I would love to help anybody who is going through abuse and struggling. I I want to be that that not a light, but I want to be a sounding board for you. If you are currently in an abusive relationship or if you are going through any kind of abuse at home or within your family, there are people there you can reach out. But most importantly, I want you guys to know that you don't have to do this alone. I know for me, it was really hard for me to talk about because I didn't think anybody understood. I thought I was the only one going through abuse. I didn't know who I could talk to, who was safe. 
and they don't they didn't have the type of resources 20 years ago that they do now and so if you are currently in a situation there are there are people that you can reach out to to get help you can talk to me there are different organizations or hotlines to call so please get the help you're not alone and I don't want you guys to ever feel like you are alone because you're not so again I know today's episode wasn't very polished (laughs) cried a little bit along the way but I really feel like this is important to talk about I feel like this gives you guys an even deeper insight into who I am and why I have such a passion for the things that I do and why I even started this podcast to begin with and it was to talk about the things that are really hard and so for me what's really hard is talking about my life so I I don't really know how to end this episode um I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to um, to be support. You guys have all of my followers. You guys have been so great. And I just, again, I can't thank you enough for all the love and support that you guys have given and shown. If you would like... You can follow me on social media if you don't already. My handles are um, at KimmySue1987. And you can also find me at uh, the Life Unmasked podcast, both on Instagram. I try to post an update almost on a daily basis. Um, You can also reach out to me on there sharing your own stories. I love to hear from my listeners. I talk and interact with every person that messages me. Um, So please, if you're listening to this and you have gone through your own abuse story that you want to share or um, you're currently in a situation, I would love to hear from you. I also would just love to hear from you guys in general. It doesn't even have to be about anything. Just reach out, say hi. Um, I would love to hear from all of you. So thank you for listening to today's episode and I will catch you next time.